Weaver's white drifts again. I left at dawn, so I could get out of Rith without being noticed. My rucksack was packed light enough to carry a long distance, then on up into the mountains. I was not bringing much away with me. Clothes, boots, some tins of food and squares of rusk, a canister of water, a medical kit in case the regulator could be taken out of me, though I didn't know if that would be possible and I had an old Second World War rifle, packed between the jumpers and waterproofs, its stunted barrel nuzzled against the top flap. This was what I planned to bargain with at Carhullen. I'd hidden the bag in an alleyway behind our building the previous night, so I could get down the stairs without the extra weight, without bumping and scraping the walls on my descent. It was pushed into an alcove behind the main chamber of the rain tank, where it was dark and dry. I'd put it there while the families in the other quarters were eating dinner and before my husband got back from his shift, checking the void first with a stick to make sure there were no rats' nests. In the early morning, I left our bed without waking Andrew and dressed quietly in the communal bathroom. I'd stowed a plastic bag in the pocket of my trousers to collect the items I needed. There was a new packet of soap on the shelf belonging to the family in the next room. And I took that too. Slipping it into the bag with my toothpaste, deodorant, a razor, and some blades. I paused for a moment before opening the little medicine cabinet they used. There was some aspirin, a packet of sanitary towels, and a sachet of powder for treating cystitis that was long out of date. I gathered them up. Then I made my way along the hall and down the stairs. Outside the door of the building, I waited a minute or two to be sure that Andrew had not heard me leaving, trying to be calm. My heart was sending fast volleys of blood up through my chest. I could feel the contact and back turn of pulse in my fingertips. I told myself it would be okay. In the last month, I'd trained myself to wake early and had practiced this departure. Always, I'd made it out silently and safely. Then I'd walked around the dark town careful to avoid the patches where the feral dogs roamed before coming home again. But this was not a dry run. I breathed deeply, blew the air out and waited. The last thing I wanted was to have Andrew following me down, calling me crazy, creating a fuss and waking the people above. He would never have let me go off with a packed bag out of the official zones, even though we were at odds now hateful or silent towards each other. I was tied to this building. He knew it, and I knew it. There were no other options for us. And if he'd discovered me, he would have pulled me back upstairs, or held me down in the road as I struggled, until a monitor from the authority arrived, perhaps making an excuse for my behaviour, saying I was high or had had a nightmare. He would have told me to wait it out saying no matter how bad things were now, we would get through it, and then we could part company when everything was less fraught, less dangerous. I leant on the terrace wall and listened for his footsteps this last time. The only sound I could hear from above was the waspish hum of the energy meter on standby. I looked up. The sky was the dun colour of bitumen, 
like the shale turning in the vats at the refinery where Andrew worked. There was a white smear of moon, a ridged and filmy ulcer in the lining of cloud. There were no lights on yet in Rith, and none would come on until the morning power allotment at six, when people would have time to heat water and food, and could watch the early news for bulletins from one of the fronts and the lottery numbers. By then, I was planning to be long gone. After a few minutes, I went to the alley and collected my bag. I knew I had to move quickly now, without overthinking. Usually, the town was dead at this hour, but it was possible to run into an authority cruiser. The thought of it made me sick. I wouldn't stand a chance of explaining myself to them, and I didn't want to contemplate what I was doing and falter in it, though I was sure now that I would not. Not after the last few weeks.